you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from Edmonton, Alberta, the famines with syllables. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with MGMT and the Semi-Precious Weapons. MGMT are managed by Mark Cates. Mark Cates used to work for not only the Beastie Boys, but also Ace of Hearts Records. And upon his recommendation, here are the Liars, L-Y-R-E-S, from the On Fire, F-Y-R-E-S, record with Soapy. And then an interview with MGMT, and then the semi-precious weapons on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
are you? Who are we? We are MGMT. And who's in MGMT? Well, this is Andrew Van Weingarten. I'm Ben Goldwasser. This is Will Berman, James Richardson, and Matt Asty. We're all five of us in MGMT. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks. So, Andrew, you celebrated an occasion here in Vancouver, didn't you, a few years ago? My birthday. Mm-hmm. At the Bourbon. Um, right, yeah. What do you remember about that? Because what you do on your birthday, you do all year round. Well, it wasn't the happiest birthday. We were, uh... What do you remember? Oh, oh yeah, no, there was some people walking around like zombies and stuff. So for the whole year, there were a lot of zombies in the world of MGMT. Oh, yeah. uh, I wasn't just saying, what you do on your birthday, you do all year round. Yeah, I got to do my laundry. That was the, the high point of the day. <laughs> so here you guys are in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh-huh. Canada. Yeah. And Canada is also the former home, because now he's dearly departed, of Bruce Hack. Yes, it's true. What can you tell the people about Bruce Hack, a Canadian, an important Canadian? Um, well, he kind of made up his own style seems like just uh you know i guess well he kind of grew up in the middle of nowhere originally right like he was alberta yeah like pretty but pretty far out right so he was just kind of new york transplant went to new york right and he ended up on like mr rogers and stuff what's like bruce hack for dummies uh he thought he was making or he he said he was making children's music Basically, but but it was really scary. It's really kind of like satanic electronic music. But but his thing was that he he thought the kids could handle a lot you know scarier stuff than their parents thought they could. So, are you into the hack? Yes. Why are you into the hack? Why should people be into the hack? Oh, and how dare I disrespect them, Bruce Hack? Why should they? I mean, they shouldn't if they don't like it. But I think it's good. Well, he's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, because yeah, he's Canadian. He left, though. He did leave. Yes, he did leave. But on to more important things. Well, maybe not that more important. But, Andrew, where are the pants? I have no idea what you're talking about. The pants. Hmm. The Coachella pants? Oh, the signed pants. What's on those pants? There's the signatures of many artists and other people, too, who aren't artists. Um... Yeah, Beck, Jack White. Um, it's, kind of a who's, it's kind of a who's who. You guys worked hard to get those pants signed, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we had to work our asses off. So where are the pants? They're off right now. Where are the pants, the stork pants? They're in my closet at home. They're, I was thinking about maybe framing them one day or something. What do you guys think about pants? Uh, I wish I didn't have to wear them. They're more of a social uh, convention for me. Because I was told never to trust anybody with tight pants. <laughs> really? I don't trust anybody who wears shorts. Or trust anybody that wraps that wears tight pants. That wraps that wears tight pants? Hmm. That, you, I didn't see that. I think maybe. Yeah, and you guys worked with Kid Cudi. He has tight pants. He does wear tight pants, yeah. So how was that? Like, a rapper told me, hey, all rappers got tight pants. You shouldn't be wary of them. I, th- I think broad generalizing statements like that are just wrong, you know, in generalizing statements like that. I do like it when people tell me stuff. Do you like it when people tell you stuff? Mm, sometimes. Like Sonic Boom, he told you guys some interesting stuff, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Like he told you, MGMTers, to worship at the altar, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, of the electric 
prunes. The electric prunes. What can you tell the people about Sonic Boom and the electric prunes and your cover and MGMT? Well, I think one of his things was, you know, these. This is kind of one of the, you know, classic old psychedelic records, and and what his his thing is, you know, psychedelic doesn't have to be like everything happening all at once. You know, all you know, too much stuff going on, you can't even understand it. Like you can just have like a lot of reverb just on the drums, and you know, when you really listen to it, nothing else has reverb, but it makes the whole thing sound all crazy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's sort of like a yeah, the idea of like. Like trimming it down a whole lot so there's just like a few like really weird like maybe there's one little weird thing going on here and there's this going on but it's like very boiled down to its constituent parts had you guys heard of the prunes before sonic boom introduced them yeah i found um i found an lp of theirs in a thrift store in north carolina one time and listened to it and then i heard them on little steven's garage radio show whatever it's called but I never really gave them that big of a chance. And then I was listening to some of the stuff that Dave, David Axelrod produced of their albums, like the... Um, the later ones? Yeah, which isn't really even the Electric Prunes. It's more and that's one of the ones that you cover, isn't it? Um, no, we cover... Um, like, you don't cover anything off this album? Was no. Is it off the second album? I think this is the first album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the one we covered was on the second one. Yeah. Because I guess I was wondering about Sonic Boom's influence, because I noticed, is it true that you guys also cover Alice in Chains? We have, we've tried to, but we, it was kind of a joke, you know, we didn't really, um, we did it at Radio Festival in California accidentally, and then we accidentally covered Alice in Chains. Remember that really, like, de- that show at Glasslands, remember that one? It was, like, oh, real right. debacle. Yeah. yeah, we did it there, too, I think. I think we did uh, The Rooster. Oh, yeah. All right. I thought maybe Sonic Boom said, hey, no more chains, get with the prunes. No, yeah, uh, but he, he's probably not, assuredly not an Alice in Chains fan. I would say. Although it's cool you're so versatile to be able to do the chains and the prunes. It's true, we're very versatile. I, yeah. I think we did the, uh, the prunes with maybe more of a sense of reverence, though. And you are MGMT, but Sonic Boom didn't just stop there. He also exposed you, I think, to the Trogs, did he not? Uh, well, I was into the Trogs for a long time, actually, yeah. before. We've been Trogs fans. That was, I think, more, let's see, some, some other bands that he exposed, exposed me to. Echo and the Bunnymen, probably one, then the Specials. Um, How about the West Coast Pop Art Experimental? Kevin Barnes... Uh, showed me this band, actually. And what can you tell the people about this particular band, the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band? Uh, they're cool. <laughs> they're they're pretty psychedelic. Is that one song called, what is it, 18 is Over the Hill or something? That's my favorite one. I think it's great that Sonic Boom, or at least Sonic Boom, made me think of this. Did he introduce this? Did he introduce it to... The listening sessions in Malibu or wherever you were. I don't think we didn't no. listen to them, did we? No, this this was introduced to me. I know by Kevin Barnes from Montreal. He sent this to me a while ago. And you guys are MGMT in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Canada, and you have ventured to New Zealand, haven't you? Yes, we have. Now, in New Zealand, there's a lot of bands that tour back and forth, but I understand, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, did the Pretty Things, who did SF Sorrow right there, who had a whole issue of Ugly Things fanzine devoted to the New Zealand tour of 1965, did they influence at all the new album? Pretty Things? Yeah, we we were listening to um, SF Sorrow and um, Parachute, definitely, Um, other kind of... Yeah, the 1967 kind of Abbey Road 
sounds, I guess. For, you know, Piper the Gates of Dawn as well. Now, the pretty things here, this is all about their tour in 1965. They ended up being banned from New Zealand. Yeah. They were never allowed back there. I don't think we, we weren't that bad in New Zealand, really. We were pretty good there. Yeah, we were pretty well behaved in New Zealand, I think. Um, I saw a guy stick a rat down his pants, though. <laughs> and how long did you stick around? Uh, Watching that. Oh, we kept walking. Will was there. But he wouldn't look. I was like, Will, look. look this guy's sticking a rat. And you could see his kind of pubic mons, I guess. All in New Zealand. So there's wild stuff that happens in New Zealand. Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. MGMT, you have a song called Ki... Kids. Now, do you know anything about your kid? Do you know anything about your kid? Because there's the Nirvana kid, Spencer Eldon. Do you know anything about your kid? Well, from the video? Yeah, the name? I don't, I don't remember his name, but we, um, we never met him because we, we weren't even on that video shoot. But our, the director, Ray, who's a good friend of ours, was hanging out with him. There's a good picture of Ray and the kid wearing a headband. Um, but he liked the monsters. He, wasn't, he was more scared of... You know, he was more like cranky because he wasn't eating, really. Well, I think you guys are kind of connected to the Nirvana kid, not just because your manager is from association with Nirvana, but the Nirvana kid, Spencer Eldon, he now works for the Obama poster guy. Wow, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you and Obama share something in common, MGMT. Do we? Let me quote here from the Argus, which is from the West... Leon. Wesleyan paper, September 9th, 2009. <clears throat> Applications at Wesleyan increased by 29.9% from 2007 to 2009. Some speculate that this is due to MGMT's growing popularity or President Obama's governmental commencement speech. It's definitely more due to us, I think. I think that's great. Oh, actually, it also could be the Deke parties. Yeah, could be. What were the Deke parties like there? Really, it was rated right up there. Like, you could be increasing popularity. What were the Deke parties like there? Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I think that could be why uh, admissions have gone up. There's a really nice black Labrador retriever there. And what happens after a Deke party, Andrew, in the morning after? I don't know. I never stuck around that long. Well, perhaps we have some evidence here. From the Wesleyan Argus, April 13th, 2004. Question. Is there anything you hate about being rock stars? Oh, I said... Andrew, I don't know. I hate waking up with 16 bitches all over my dick and a broken bottle of Jack on my pillow. Yeah, that wouldn't be post-deek party, though. That's more like post-naked party or something. That sounds like a great night, though. So are deke parties even crazier than that? Uh, different, you know, like a different kind of crazy. Deke parties is more like tea, knitting, um, mutual hand jobs, stuff like that. What is Connecticut like? Um, well, I don't know. It's, you know, it's pretty, actually. It's, there's some nice, Beautiful. nice places. It's rural, except for the cities, which are more urban. Um, and it's it's beautiful country. <laughs> I heard actually that they wanted to make a song called Connecticut Fun, the state song, and it's a punk rock song by Punkestra. I haven't heard it. I thought that was cool. Like the people who run Connecticut, the administrators, considered a punk rock song to be a state song. Have you heard of the Connecticut band, the Wild Weeds? They were they were cool. We we covered a Wild Weeds song one time. They're kind of what are they like? 
Al Anderson from NRBQ's first band. Yeah. The kind of like Blue Eyed Soul sort of. R&B. Who is R. Stevie Moore? Oh, James should answer this question. Oh, is he? <laughs> um, he's my favorite, I guess. Great. What makes him exciting? He's done like 400 cassettes or something like this? He's made... Um, Which I'm saying lately, just 400 cassettes? Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, no, it's a ton of cassettes. But I think um, there's a lot of songs that are on a lot of different ones. But most impressive is all the cool, I think, like artwork and, and minor notes and stuff that comes with all of them. Because he puts a lot of work into that, I think. And isn't he going to have you guys on his tribute album? He's got you on the website, this MGMT TBA. Really? really? Yeah, for the tribute album. What TBA stands for. He's still got to contact you, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We would do that. Yeah. I know James would be into that. Who else is Ariel Pink's a big fan of his, right? Yeah. Yeah, Major. yeah. big big time. I know they, they play together and stuff. And what's interesting about this, I'm mentioning all these different bands and stuff. You have an idea for a comp, don't you? Now, that's what I call... Now. What is that about? Now, that's what I call now. Another one that's now, that's not what I call now. Yeah. Which is it's kind of like all the the bad pop music that's going on right oh, now. That is what now is. But that's not what I call it. No. So that's, that's the compilation. But a lot, some people will probably put our new stuff on now. That's not what I call now. Our Stevie Moore might be on there? Uh, he would be uh, on now. That's what I call now. And Will, we have a quote here from the Chronicle. Quote, the other night I saw a girl in the front row. <laughs> yeah. She had a permanent yawn on her face through the entire song. Yeah, she reminded me of a hippopotamus. <laughs> so I guess the question is, have you guys fallen asleep on stage during long songs? We haven't, but people in the audience have, I think. For sure? How do you, can you verify that? Her eyes are closed and she's sort of doing this. I fell asleep at I fell asleep at um, a show the other night. It was really loud and I fell asleep. I was just really tired, I guess. And at what point was it during the show? Was it during a solo? Were you standing up? It was during like a yeah, like a fifteen minute guitar solo. Well if there's any time to go to sleep, that's when. So, yeah, it was, it was someone else's show. But you haven't actually fallen asleep on stage at all, not just for a sec? No, I think I did it in Glasgow one time. Oh. During what song? I don't remember. I don't remember that. Come on, tell the rest of the guys. You want to know, don't you? Well, we saw Lemmy in the elevator about an hour before. It was just a crazy night in Glasgow. Glasgow. And MGMT over in the UK. Yeah. There were quite a few interesting bands, like Deep Freeze. Mice. What can you tell the people the Deep Freeze Mice? I don't even know a whole lot about them. They're from... Glasgow? Uh, no. Yeah, um, we we were listening to them. When we were when we started writing congratulations, listening to um, mostly just like a few a few songs. What wasn't down to a proton? Is this really cool song? And I am Big Chief Radio Luxembourg. And is that is that an album? My geraniums are bulletproof or something? Like that? Yeah, it's kind of just really quirky music um, that we somehow tried to incorporate. I think mostly you see that in that song, song for Dan Tracy. Some of the chromatic chord changes and stuff. Stevie Moore connections there too. Yeah. How's that? Well, let's see, like chrysanthemums, like Yukio Young, stuff like that. Crossover, cross pollination. And the deep freeze. Nice. From Lester, have a message for you, MGMT. Do you know that? 
No, what is This is a message that I took from the Lester Mercury, and it's from Alan Jenkins of the Deep Freeze. <laughs> and he says, you can definitely hear a Deep Freeze mice influence on the Brian Eno track by MGM. <laughs> it has a resemblance to a tune we created in 1985 called Reading an Agatha. I don't know. Christie! <laughs> See, you do notice all. <laughs> I don't think I have the nerve to ask MGMT if they want to collaborate, and it. Pr we would collaborate. And it probably hasn't occurred to them that we're still alive. Oh, we know they're still alive. <laughs> I've, I've Googled them and... They're genetically frozen. Yeah, they're deeply frozen. And, and Alan Jenkins of MGMT actually... He has a surf, a surf rock band now, I think. Like an instrumental surf rock band, I'm pretty sure. And Alan Jenkins of the band Deep Fried... Meese. And Chicken Fried... Mouse. Kentucky Fried... Cheese. School Bus. Donkey. Alan Jenkins of the Deep Freeze Mice says lastly to MGMT, I would consider a request to produce their next album, and I would definitely make a fine job of it. Wow. How come we didn't hear about this, Mark? I guess he doesn't read the Lester Mercury. The Lester Mercury. So maybe you'd like to address right now the people out there. Could you, Andrew? Uh, thank you for your kind words, and we would be open to collaborate and yeah, we should, we should meet you guys. Now you guys were trying to blame Mark right over there. The legend it is Mark. Come over here, Mark, if you could, just for a second, to end the interview here with MGM. T. Who is Mark? Could you explain? Could, actually, Mark, can you get in the light? Does Mark always hide out of the light? No, he likes- He's out of the light. I guess a manager is- Son. Who is Mark? He is uh, the light. He is the, our Lord. No, he is our manager, Mark Cates, legendary Mark Cates, the Cates, DJ Carbo. So, Mark, your band here has friends with the band Sonic Boom, Mr. Sonic Boom. Correct. His good friends. Now, Mark here is from Boston, right? Right. Now, how come, Mark, because you love Boston, how come you did not get your favorite band, MGMT, to get produced by this band, The Liars, who you worked with? What can you tell MGMT about The Liars on Ace of Hearts Records, a true garage rock band? They're a true garage rock band. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really come up. They, they share influences with The Liars. They're not just influenced by what The Liars did. They all go back to the source, like you do. Have you ever heard of the Liars at all? I haven't, no. This is a band that Mark was behind on Ace of Heart Records, and the Liars, just amazing, kick-ass, garage rock and roll. There's the mono man, Jeff Connolly. He's wild, isn't he, Mark? He is wild, absolutely. Like a true garage rock spirit. True garage rock spirit. And what's interesting, MGMT, if you continue on here, check this out right here. I want to ask Mark about Here's the Liars. Mark, you hold this for a second. We turn over this Liars record. The one record you, you don't have is the one you need on fire with the liar burning in the desert. That's, you know, that's the this, classic. This is fascinating. Turn this over. What do you see on the back? What labels is this on? I don't quite understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand either, actually. I, I, I'm speechless. Ace of Hearts, Tang, and Sire. How is that on Sire Records? Uh, well, Jeff was signed to Sire because he was in... Um, DMZ. Yeah, which is one of the earliest Sire signings. But I'm, I'm speechless at the sight of this, to be honest. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bootleg is what I would say. Mark is a legend, isn't he? Yeah, he's a legend for, to me, yeah. I mean, like, for instance, Weezer. You worked with Lee Weezer. I didn't actually work with Weezer. And you told Weezer to cover MGMT. Exactly, yeah. It was like, all you have him being able... 
What do you think of Weezer's MGMT cover? So I've read that it's better than our version of it, yeah. which is cool, I guess. Funny, so. Actually, when we were recording this last album, I got a phone call or a message or something from a friend of mine who I guess knows them somehow, and he said that Weezer was trying to figure out how to play kids, and they wanted to know how we got the flute sound. So I told them over the phone, and then they, I guess... Now they're millionaires. What about the Rock of Fire Explosion? Isn't that the best MGMT cover? Yeah, that's a great cover. Uh, we, I'm, that's just crazy that, you know, we we were discussing the concept for Electric Field Video, and we were really cool for to have the animatronic bears from Chuck E. Cheese, and turns out the guy was a fan of our band, and it all just worked out really well. It was cool. So MGMT wants something. They want that Rock of Fire thing in their video, right, Mark? Absolutely. And it gets in their video. That's what happens. <laughs> now, what they want they get. Now, I'm wondering, what's this butcher cover idea? Are you with the band on that? Can you explain that, Mark? No. <laughs> what was the butcher cover idea you had for your limited edition? I don't know. What is this? We supply money to scrape the cover off. Oh. The Beatles butcher illusion. That's what that is. <laughs> How did you convince Mark to do that? That sounds pretty expensive. Like, you know, people will buy two copies because they want one to keep preserved and then one to scratch off. Right? It's made of coin made very cheaply in China. Very cheaply? How expensive was that? Because that's quite interesting. I love that, Mark. I couldn't tell you, but it was, it was debated extensively and a lot of back and forth. It was a mass debate. It's hard to do things like that. It was a mass debate. It's hard to do things like that these days. Well, winding up your MGMT, now that we have Mark here, um, any more questions for Mark at all that you've been dying to ask at all, MGMT? <laughs> what do you do with all the money that you scrape off the top that we don't know about? <laughs> I come to places like Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with my family. <laughs> oh, yeah, you came for the Olympics. Yeah. You came. Um, <laughs> what was it like to be in the Beastie Boys? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I've been near the Beastie Boys, but so have you. You were part of Grand Royal Magazine, and that's the thing about Mark. You're the gift that keeps on giving. This is Grand Royal Magazine. With the magazine. I know, but it's a Grand Royal. You released on the label, and this magazine exposed me about ladies and gentlemen of fabulous stains, dolomite. I love Grand Royal. Me too. Incredible magazine. So you can tell me you had nothing to do with it. No, it, it was suspended at the time I started working there, actually, which is a real bummer. Any more questions for Mark at all? Mm. I have, I, have one, uh, I have one last question. Mark, I found this obscurity, this band Bound and Gagged from Boston. I know nothing about them. It's a girl band. What could you tell me about them? Artie with a capital A. Pretty cool, though, actually. Whatever happened? They played with Mission of Burma in the day. Oh, and by the way, Pete from Montreal says hi to you, Andrew. Hello. P. Pete. MGMT, keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Excuse Me, Miss Rose, by the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band. And before that, an interview with MGMT. Coming up, an interview with semi-precious weapons. But before we get to that, some more music related to MGMT. Here's a band that Mark Cates was talking about, Roach Motel, on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs> Oh! 
Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there the pretty things with Photographer. Before that, the fluid covering the trogs with Our Love will still be there. And before that, bound and gagged. With the song Roach Motel. Coming up, an interview with Semi Precious Weapons. And I will say, right now, we're going to play a song to intro the Semi Precious Weapons Little Kim's Suck My D Star Star K. Yes, coming up, there will be some offensive material. If there are any younger listeners listening to CITR at this point, please leave the room or cover your ears. Right now, some material of an adult nature will be bestowed upon you via the wonderful Little Kim. Coming up, Little Kim, suck my dick. And then an interview with the semi-precious weapons on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Again, if you're easily offended by the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, by Little Kim, or anything else, please tune out now as some offensive adult material will be coming up momentarily on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Here's Little Kim. Oh. To all my motherfucking getting money hoes, booster selling clothes, and all my ghetto bitches in the projects, coming through like bulldozers. No, we ain't sober. Bum bitches know better than the start shits. Niggas love a hard bitch. One that get up in the niggas' ass quicker than the enema. Make a cat bleed and sprinkle it with vinegar. Kidnap the senator. 
Make him call his wife and say he never coming home. Kim got him in his zone. Beating they dicks. Even got some of these straight chicks rubbing they tits. <laughs> what? I'm loving this shit. Queen bitch. What bitch you know can thug it like this? Imagine if I was a dude and hitting cats from the back. With no strings attached. Yeah, nigga. Picture that. I treat y'all niggas like y'all treat us. No doubt. Hey, yo, 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 come here, so I can bust hey, in yo, your mouth. Come here, bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all, hey, yo, suck come here, my bitch. bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I'd no, tell no, y'all, no, suck no, 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 no. All I wanna do is get my pussy sucked, nigga. Count a million bucks in the back of an armor truck while I get you fucked up. Off the T-O-N-Y, the E-X, the Cron Cron, the list goes on and on. Oh, oh, no. Like Eric Badu, once he drink the Remy down, ooh, I got this nigga now. He asked me, did I love him? I said, what came to mind, like niggas be doing. Yeah, baby, I love you long time. Look, I ain't trying to suck ya, I might not even fuck ya. Just lay me on this bed and give me some head. Got the cam cord laying in the drawer where he can't see. Can't wait to show my girls, he sucked the piss out my pussy. Been doing this for years, no need to practice. This. Take lessons from the queen and you'll know how to mac this Niggas know he gave me all this cake I peeled the bendies off and threw the singles back hey, in yo, his face come here, bitch Nigga, fuck you No, fuck you, bitch Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all hey, suck come here, my bitch. bitch Nigga, fuck you No, fuck you, bitch Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all to suck my dick. I'ma keep it real, for the dough I might kill. I'm trying to see my face on a hundred dollar bill. Met this dude named Jalil at the Zab Judah fight. Uh -huh. Said he paid me ten grand What? just to belly dance. What? Come all on his pants. Uh -huh. I met him at the studio. He showed up with his homeboy named Julio. I said, whoa, who's the other guy? Uh -huh. Hope you know you paying extra for this fucking third eye. Uh -huh. Something about him, I knew he was a phony. Put the burner in his mouth, fool, give me my money. He was just a nigga fronting like he knew mad stars. Uh -huh. And his homeboy's whips like he got mad cards. Uh -huh. Niggas ain't shit, but they still could trick. All they could do for me is suck my click. I'm jumping the fuck up after I come. Thinking they gon' get some pussy, but they get hey, none. Hey, yo, come here, bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all hey, suck come here, my bitch. bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all hey, yo, suck my bitch. bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I'd tell y'all hey, suck come my here, bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No. Who are you? I am Justin Tranter from Semi Precious Weapons. And Justin, who else is in Semi Precious Weapons? This is Cole. He plays bass. This is Dan. He plays drums. And that is Stevie. He plays guitar. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We love British Columbia, Canada. God damn it. Semi Precious Weapons, you're celebrating. And I know why you're celebrating. Because you are here. Yes, I, Nardware to Human Serviette, am here to deliver you important news. What is that news? You have truly made it. Meow. You have made it. Robin 
Robin what? Robin Leach blogged about you. Wait, did he really? Yes, he did. Robin Leach. Wait, are you serious? Are you for serious? Yes, he actually did. Robin Leach about your MGM Grand after party. (laughs) What happened about that? And what could make Robin Leach? I mean, you've made it when Robin Leach does something, haven't you? Lifestyles of the bitch and homeless. Yeah, yeah. We actually got um, kicked out of our own after party at the MGM in Vegas because we were DJing uh, too much rock and roll. They preferred if we DJed hip hop, and um, we uh, our our female friends that had joined us uh, were too naked on stage where we were DJing. So actually, we got kicked out of that party. So I don't know what Robin Leach was talking about. But that's great to get his attention. That's how you get Robin Leach's attention. Nudity. I mean, that really is it. Robin Leach, Robin Leach. Yeah, it's Stop that. <laughs> yeah. Justin, I have a gift for you. Uh, I'm terrified. Suck my dick. I would rather not. No, I have a gift for you, Justin. Suck my dick. Little Kim. Oh, I love yes! little Kim. <laughs> Could you explain to the people, suck my dick, little Kim, semi-precious weapons, Justin. This is a gift for you. Well, this, because I always cite little Kim as a reference of inspiration because rock and roll is dead. However, rock and roll is actually not dead, but it just sometimes comes in the form of little Kim. For little Kim to have the uh, balls and the guts to come out with a record called Suck My Dick, um... It means that, that rock and roll is not dead, that some people still actually have something exciting and interesting to do and say. What is a Chicago-style hot dog? Uh, I don't eat things that make people fat, so I don't know. But there's a special brand of Chicago hot dogs. They have no ketchup on them. Uh, How do you like your hot dogs, Justin? Um, I don't eat food that makes people fat. How about in Chicago, though? You did hang out there, though, right? Yes. Um, we, we, I grew up in Chicago, actually. Are you down with a place called The Alley? Uh, I don't know what A clothing that... store called Alley in your favorite area? Uh, I don't know what that is. Your favorite area, Belmont and... Clark. Yeah, it's a great clothing store. The Alley. Yes, there is a... I, I, my favorite clothing stores on Clark and Belmont were... Uh, uh, a store called Untitled and a store called Pink Frog. Um, I'm sure the alley exists, but when I was in high school, I did not shop there. Cool. Justin doesn't know about hot dogs. Uh, what, what are you trying to say? But you know about Fluffernutter. No. What is Fluffernutter? I, I don't recall. What is Fluffernutter? Fluffernutter, Boston. Uh, Fluffernutter is um, marshmallow fluff and peanut butter yeah. in a sandwich. Which you loved when you lived in? Germany. Boston. Uh, possibly. Because what's great about you, Semi Precious Weapons, is Burt Bacharach. You know Burt Bacharach? We love yeah. Bacharach. He was rejected by Berkeley. Fantastic. Berkeley School. And you guys were accepted. Yeah. So that's a lot, isn't it? So t- technically speaking, we're better than Burt Bacharach. He eventually did return for an honorary degree. Yes. Will they have you guys back for honorary degrees, or did you get all the degrees you can get there? Uh, w- the three of us got degrees. He didn't get his degree because he didn't turn in his final project. Now, in Boston, there are some interesting places. Is there not the Christian Science Headquarters? Yes, there is. I used to go there for interviews just to get the free ice cream. Yeah, what happens there? I'm fascinated by this. Christian Science, semi-precious weapons? Yeah, you get free ice cream, and you hit on the girl that gives you free ice cream. That's, that's my experience with it. I didn't change religions. How important are the girls? 
Very important. It's rock and roll. You mentioned Little Kim, but I have another gift for you, Justin, of semi-precious weapons. Here we go. This is for you, a Vixen trading card. I love Vixen. So, Vixen, what can you tell the people about Vixen? Well, Vixen hair metal. is a really, really bad hair metal band from the 80s. They're not bad. Come on. They're actually horrible. Um, they cannot play their instruments, and they suck. But um, I was just so obsessed with rock and roll as a child and so obsessed with um, women who were scantily clad because I wanted to be them and be with them um, that I was obsessed with Vixen even though they're not very good. Now he's putting it there. Has he put stuff there before? Uh, Dan puts lots of things there. Which makes me think semi-precious weapons from Rachel Way to Sasha from Rachel Ray to oh, Sasha Second Gray. To Sasha Gray. Yes, you you I you you said Rachel Fay and Sasha. Yeah, Rachel Way and Sasha Gray. If you would have said Rachel Ray and Sasha Gray. We would have gotten it. Yes. Is Justin very critical of people's speech? Meow. Are you critical of people's speech, Justin? I'm critical of people who are trying to outsmart us with obnoxious comments. Rachel Ray too. Sasha Gray. Now, it's important to note this, Cole. Yeah, yes. Sasha Gray, but Rachel Ray puts on parties. Yes, they both put on different types of parties. And Rachel Ray put on a party at Santos Party House for you guys? She did. Which is Andrew WK's club. Yeah, he's cool. And I consulted Andrew WK on the semi-precious weapons. Okay. And he has a message to you via me, Nardwar, to Human Serviette. This is Andrew WK's message to the semi-precious weapons because he saw you play, didn't he? Yeah, he did. When you did a Rachel... Ray. Party, not a Sasha. Yes. But those are coming soon, no? Well, it's a different kind of party, but yes. Andrew WK on Semi-Precious Weapons. The bass player, Cole, from Semi-Precious Weapons is absolutely one of the greatest live performers I've ever seen in any style of music. He's a smart man. I was absolutely blown away, and that hasn't happened too often with bass players. He has stage moves I've never seen anyone do. This is all from Andrew WK. Wow. I'm going to have to call him up on his burby phone. Cole has a vibe that is as thrilling as it is scary. He's an excellent player on top of it all. Amazing. It's all true. Andrew W.K. is very correct. And lastly, this is Andrew W.K.'s analysis of semi-precious weapons. It is rare to see someone play so well and go so cray Z. So that's pretty amazing coming from Andrew W.K. He's a lot of... He loved you, Cole. He loved you. Why do you think he loved you? All those reasons? I think he's just radical. What is under there that might be getting poked at? Bring... Titmouse. Bring the noise right back to Little Kim. So Little Kim is okay because she can't perform, but Vixen you don't like as much because they can't play. I think Vixen can play. They're pretty good. Well, I mean, I, I'm a huge Vixen fan. I'm not. I'm not criticizing Vixen. She I love. Looks Vixen. like Lady Starlight. She does look like Lady Starlight. Here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with Lady Starlight, and you call, you go to each town and you love the bands, don't you? The local bands. Oh yeah, we try to see the, the most punk rock band we can when we have a day off. And like the Venetian Snares. Oh, don't talk to me. Canadian, they're Canadian. I know, I'm obsessed with Aaron Funk, I'm obsessed. 
your audience does costume changes? Uh, I always change my outfits. Uh, I don't wear costumes, they wear outfits uh, in the middle of the show. Um, and so sometimes our fans, the hardcore fans, will bring uh, outfits of their own to change into during uh, my outfit change. What is the Jocelyn dance? Uh, the Jocelyn is a, is a, is a very good uh, groupie and friend of ours uh, who does many a dances and it normally ends in some sort of sexual act. And that happens at the Rachel Ray party? That happens everywhere she goes. That did happen on one YouTube video at the Rachel Ray party in, um, uh, I think, in February 22nd of 2008. Which could have even been at Andrew W.K.'s place. It was at Andrew W.K.'s place. Thank you, Andrew W.K., and thank you, women, for semi-precious weapons. But there's more. So we have Vixen, we have Little Kim and Sharon Stone. And we have somebody else involved in the equation that makes up the semi-precious weapons, and that is right here, uh, May West. <laughs> Mae West is a rock star. Mae West is uh, a creation of her own, of uh, her own intelligence. And check out her backup band on here. I mean, it's the greatest backup band I have ever seen. Can I actually have this? Uh, that may not be for purchase <laughs> or gifts. Woo! The other things are, though. What, Little Kim and Vixen weren't good enough? Well, I just, I, I really, really want this. I mean, I'm going to take that to you happily, but I'd like this as well. We'll have to talk about that later with negotiations. Could that be Gaga and semi-precious weapons, possibly? Would you do an album like that? Would you dress like that for an album? Well, I would dress like that, and um, Gaga would probably dress like that, her alter ego, Joe Calderon. It all comes back to boobs, doesn't it? Bring. Boobs. There's a lot of boobs involved with semi-precious weapons. Thousands, trillions of them everywhere. So let's get with the breast, the breast ear protection that you can get there, Cole, right there. While you're saddling up with that, could you please explain Cole's breast obsession and boob sounds? Yes. Uh, well, I always like to see how boobs sound on a microphone, and Cole's breast obsession just comes from him being obsessed with breasts. It's actually, but you can't say the word breast, else he'll get very angry. He likes tits, the word tit. Yeah, you guys have tit ornaments. You're talking about tit ornaments in Rocket Mag. Yeah. What about the tit ornaments? I don't know what Rocket Mag is. Rocket Mag. This one. I am a tit ornament. Ba-boom. Bajingle. How many integrity tracks do you guys have on your CD? All of them. Integrity tracks. All of them. He doesn't talk. Do you know what the integrity track is? It's a track with integrity. It's the ballad. Well, actually, we consider all of them integrity tracks. So every single one is a ballad? No. Uh, no, no we, 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 I don't agree with your definition of an integrity That's the metal term. I love it. Don't you love that integrity track? Come on, you're holding a guitar. You love that, right, Stevie? I do. Yeah, integrity track. We got him talking. You like the integrity. Yeah, he's got the tools. So you said there's how many on that record? I'm just wondering, how many integrity tracks? What do you think? I think you have one or maybe even zero. I think we have two. If, you, if, if, if your definition of integrity tracks is ballads, there are two ballads on the album. One of the songs I noticed was titled and had the lyric, Leave Your Pretty to Me. To Me. Now, what do you guys think, loving boobs and all, shouldn't it be Leave Your Pretty in Me? No. That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought I heard, a misheard lyric. Well, I mean, that, that, that would be one way to approach it, but um, it's actually a very uh, 
sad, depressing, horrible song about a woman who died of a drug overdose. But you can continue to be an asshole if you'd like. Well, no, I really do feel depressed, and I want to cheer Stevie up right there. Stevie, could you come here? I have a gift for you. I have a gift for Stevie. Stevie, come here. I got a good gift for you. Uh, is it a vintage guitar or amp? Otherwise, I'm not interested. It's pretty close. Well, you guys are really demanding here. Well, actually, we're at one of the friendliest bands you'd ever meet, but you seem to not be very friendly. No, I'm totally friendly. I have a gift right there for your guitarist, Stevie. Check this out right here. I have a reel-to-reel, Stevie. Well, Stevie, come forward and at least get the gift here. What is the significance of the reel-to-reel, Stevie? I found this fascinating. This is actually cool. I'm curious as to what's on here. Um, I use a reel-to-reel through my guitar. I run my guitar through it for analog overdrive. It's a blank reel for you to use. I just thought that was totally cool because I was seeing the video of you guys with Lady Gaga up on stage and all that excitement was happening. I was looking at Gaga. I was looking at you, Justin, but I was also looking at Stevie at your reel-to-reel. I love that. Awesome. I appreciate that. That's... So that's blank for you to tape over. Or see what's on here. I'm kind of curious as what freaky shit's on here. No, it's totally clean. I, I totally blanked it out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. maybe erase it first, please. That one murder back then. Don't, don't hand that over. Winding up here, semi-precious weapons. I was just wondering, at that very moment when you jumped in the crowd, where did people grab you? Uh, everywhere. Where did people grab Lady Gaga? Probably everywhere, yeah. And Justin, afterwards, you stood up to the crowd and you said, mm, if anybody calls Lady Gaga a fucking pop star, I will fucking kill you. Right. So I took that down. And then I was looking at some other interviews you did, Justin. Well, and I'm then there was... Oh. Those were actually older interviews where I called Lady Gaga a pop star. The point of that comment was at that moment she became a rock star because she was so overwhelmed and excited by rock and roll that she jumped off the fucking stage, which was very, very unsafe, and her security was very upset with her, but that's what made it very, very rock and roll. Thank you, Thank you so much. We've had a fantastic Almost time. Finished, I hope you get laid soon. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Thank you. You can have almost Justin. Do 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 do. We love you. We love rock and roll. I think this man is very interesting, but very rude. And I love you all. And I hope you all buy our record. And I hope you all get laid. And most importantly, I hope. Most importantly, I hope this gentleman gets laid very soon. Well, well, thanks so much, Cole. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do 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 do. Fuck you. For taking the easy way out He's got a good reason For taking the easy way out Cause I'm a bad A one-way ticket, yeah It took him so long To find out what he found out
什么？You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Mae West with Day Tripper from Way Out West. And before that, an interview with Semi-Precious Weapons. Earlier on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, you heard an interview with MGMT. One of the bands brought up an interview was Canadian Bruce Hack. So right now, to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, we are going to play some Bruce Hack. I'm also going to play some new stuff from Magic Garbage from New York City. We're going to play Fortune Cookie by them. And also, the Tumble Dryer Babies, Marty Feldman's Eyes. And then to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, we're going to play Cycle Sluts from Hell with I Wish You Were a Beer, a favorite tune of Lady Starlight, who's touring with the semi-precious weapons and Lady Gaga. Here's Bruce Hack from Alberta with Army Ants in your pants. Trust me, you stop touching me. I'm not touching you. <laughs> War is often fought by the human passengers of Spaceship Earth. But human passengers are very peaceful when compared with certain insects called Army Ants. Now, every time the music plays alone, you do a belly dance. That's right, shake your belly and wiggle your hips and bend your knees and move your lips. Thousands will follow their feet and attack almost every creature. 
danger they meet for ants are deaf and almost blind but their sense of touch is most refined each ant is part of one big scene like your arm or your leg or your in between enough to double her population but eggs hatch into worm-like larvae who resemble neither their mother or father the lava spins a silk cocoon that's super at this stage the kid is called a pupa now stop 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 you're dancing and scratch a little bit you gotta get rid of some of those ants huh Pupa leaves the cocoon behind and it's an army ant. The itchy kind. Now instead of laying eggs, the female might. Most of the females work and fight. Some act as raiders and some as nurses. And some become the aunties and nurses. Ah! <laughs> 